Hey, this is Gary. This is Mike. And Daniel. We're not professionals. We're just three addicts sharing our experiences, strength, and hope regarding recovery. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other addicts and to practice these principles in our lives. Hello. Welcome to another episode of the 12th Step Podcast. My name is Gary. This is Mike. And this is Daniel. So many smiles around the table. Yeah. Almost, We've got. I almost want to like make a sound because you started that out with. I'm like, Ooh. you know, Indian sound. Oh, I was yawning. <laughs> this is a, a fun topic. I think this yes. is going to be one that I'm going to really oh, enjoy. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I am excited too. Okay, so in previous episodes, I may have mentioned uh, two pence. All right, now there's a little backstory. I'm going to tell you about it. And this has been an extremely powerful <clears throat> tool for me. And I'm hoping that by sharing this, it might uh, give some of you guys some ideas on, on how to use this tool. Right. All <clears throat> right. So, oh, there's so many wonderful things. So, my anniversary of recovery was coming up one year. Okay. Okay. Now, my therapist and I were talking a little bit about it. And he said, have you given any consideration to doing something? To doing something to, uh, he says, I don't want you to commemorate your uh, suicide attempt. I don't want you to ritualize it. He says, but I think you should do something to acknowledge it. Sure. You know, great piece of advice. You know, sure. Do something to acknowledge it. And what he suggested was maybe you could take flowers and place them at the site where, you know, your, your life was saved. And he says, and then, you know, have your moment. And then he says, and then let it go. He says, don't turn it into a yearly thing, but just do something to acknowledge it and commemorate it and go forward. So I thought about that and I thought, oh, I, I like the idea, but I don't like f- the idea of flowers because they're just going to die. You know, sure. They're they're just gonna, and then nobody will care. It says, and then you know, people kind of wonder what's going on with the flowers there. And I thought, it was just, it just wasn't quite what I wanted to do. So, about that same time, I had found a two pence. It's a British coin, you Uh know, Uh two pence. It's about the size of a quarter. It's bronze, and and. I thought people don't um, – if, if people see money on the ground, they'll pick it up. Right. It'll, it'll catch their attention and they'll pick it up. It says, but I don't want to just like leave a quarter around because they'll just spend it. It won't mean anything. But I thought – so what, what brought this up was I had been going through some things. I was cleaning out some stuff, and I would found a box from my scouting days, and the international scouter – way back when, gave me one of these coins, you know. Uh And it was kind of funny. I thought, you know, the year that that summer, I think that was about the same year that most of my trouble started. Wow. (laughs) You know, it was, it was, so, you know, the timing was like, I says, I like the idea of good luck. I think what I'm going to do is I am going to uh, get some of these coins and I'm going to engrave good luck on them and I will put one coin there for each of the people who intervened and saved my life. Oh, wow. Okay. And I liked the idea of it being money because I thought they'll pick it up. Yeah. They'll, they'll see the engraving. They'll probably keep it because, you know, that's, 
you know. Oh, yeah, it's a cool and, thing. And and it might uh, might cheer them up. Right. You know. And he says, and I like the idea of it being money because there's kind of a pay it back, pay it forward kind of a feel. Right. Okay. I, I kind of liked the the idea of that. Not only that, by that time, I had, there was a, the, he, this, the, the, the international scouter. He was from England and he taught us a little song. You know, I've got sixpence, jolly, jolly sixpence. I've got sixpence to last me my whole life. And it was really, really catchy. Okay. <clears throat> and sometimes when my, I had a hard time with my thoughts, I would sing this song because it would get stuck in my head. Sure. And some of the lyrics started to take on a new meaning. You know, you know I've got sixpence, jolly, jolly sixpence. I've got sixpence to last me my whole life. I've got two pence to spend two pence to lend, and two pence to send them to my wife, poor wife. No cares have I to grieve me, no pretty little girls to deceive me. I'm happy as a king, believe me, as we go rolling, rolling home. Wow. Okay, so <clears throat> listening to that with kind of recovery, recovery from, from, uh, for, you know, yeah. you can see how that went. I loved, see, at the time, at the time, six pence was, was the pay that a soldier would get. For a day's labor, and I was doing my recovery at a day at a time. Sure. And so every day I would have, I liked the idea of I have now sixpence. I'm going to. I've got two pence to spend on myself. I'm going to take care of myself. Uh-huh. I've got two pence. I'm going to serve others, and then I've got two pence to, to give home. to my wife. Yeah. And I'm going my poor wife. I'm going to remember. Then of course I liked the, no pretty little girls to deceive me. I liked that piece, sure. and I liked the. You know, happy is the day when a soldier gets his pay as we go rolling, rolling home. So I, I like the lyric and I turned it into a recovery kind of a mantra. And I would sing that to myself quite a bit. Interesting. Got me out of uh, some tight spots right. sometimes. Yeah. I don't know that I had ever heard that story. Really? Yeah. I mean, I knew that you'd been involved with six pence or two pence. So, so I liked, so for the first few years of my recovery, I used to carry three two pence coins in my pocket. Okay. You know, because I, I, you know, I would carry those, and, and I had a habit of rubbing them together when sure. I would get really. Yeah. I could put all three in my hand and just kind of shuffle them <laughs> back and forth, and that's what I would do if I got worked up. Um, but I thought I'm going, you know, and I had these, and I'd been using them, and I'd been singing this song, and I thought, oh, I like the idea of placing these. Yeah, it was also so I, I put them there, and I really, really liked that idea, and so I wrote it down, wrote it down in this little log. You know, it was my recovery kind of a thing. And then my therapist said, you know, you need to do something. Maybe you could, you know, because we were, we were talking because I passed so many like hotels and motels and things like that over the course of the day Places where I had acted out. Yeah. And sometimes they were very activating, very triggering, you know, as I would recall the things that I thought. And Shane said, well, why don't we, why don't you place some more of these things? Anyway, so what I did was I got a whole bunch of them and I engraved good luck on them and I started numbering them so I could keep track of in case any of them ever crossed my path away, crossed my path again. Anyway, so for years, so first thing I did was I took them to all of these places that I acted out with and I'd take my sponsor, I'd take my wife and we would process it. And and I did a lot of my uh, step nine work by writing out the apology that I would say if I ever had the opportunity to meet this person again. And I like the idea, you know, where I'd be going to strip clubs and I'd place this thing. And I think maybe this will 
change somebody's mind or maybe this will give them some of their own courage to recover or you know maybe something good but it, it became such an effective tool that I would pass by these places and I wouldn't think of what I had done there anymore I began to wonder about I wonder who found that yes. I wonder if it made their day you know anyway I think by the time I mean I still have a couple I always keep a couple on hand uh-huh. and <clears throat> I think the last one well let me back up for just a minute. Pretty soon I ran out of places. I ran out of bad places sure, <laughs> to put them. You know? Sure. Uh-huh. So, and I thought, I don't want these two pants to just be, I don't want to associate bad memories. Bad memories. I thought, right. I'm going to start placing these things at my new happy events, my recovered life. Wow. Things I'm grateful for. So then my, my log stopped, turned from like apologies and regrets, uh-huh. amends kind of stuff, to gratitude. And wow. thank yous, you know, uh-huh. and, and I think that transition happened around the 120 ish mark. Really? And I think we're up to <clears throat> 300. I'm in the three hundreds now. Wow. And I think the last one I placed was, uh, at my son's wedding. I no save it for special events now, but yeah, I placed it just, I, I put it somewhere. The rules are, I put it somewhere where somebody will find it uh-huh. and they'll know it was intentionally placed. Okay. You know, and Anyway. I know you've included a lot of people in this. Yes. I, I know that you've, uh, you know, there's been others who, uh, in fact, I think I'm carrying a pence, is there a two pence piece as a result of. Yeah, uh, I've given them out to, to, to different people, people that have like that. had significant moments. And, yeah. and like I said, ways of saying thank you. And, yeah. and now it's, sometimes it's kind of a thing because now sometimes I'll let, like, my kids place it. You know, we'll be doing something fun. Why don't you uh-huh. find a place to place this? No kidding. So. So they're fully aware of, of oh, how yeah. it fits into uh-huh. your recovery and yep. everything else. They're fully aware of how it fits into so my recovery. So my story's similar. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, uh, <coughs> uh, I would, I would, uh, I'd find myself with hours of free time during uh-huh. the day in my acting out, and and I and I would, I would act out all over the area and that I worked in, and so. So years later, along comes recovery and efforts to be to be fully recovering and and working through all of that. And then would have I would have need to go run an errand. Now I find myself sort of driving around aimlessly to go get what it is that I not aimlessly to go drive to go take care of this and then come back kind mm-hmm. of a thing. But I'd pass by a lot of places that I acted out. And so your advice to me was very similar: find something that you can leave. And I struggled. I really struggled with what that would look like. And I came across the idea, and I don't know why it was, but at some point in time I was holding a stack of $1 bills, just lots of $1 bills. And I, I came up with the idea to fold it in a way to make a ring out of it. You know, right. people, they fold the dollar bills to, 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 or tens or whatever, and, and you can make an actual ring of it so that the 10 itself is the very top piece. Well, I had done that with this $1 bill. And then I had typed up this little saying that basically had... You know that 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 really let people know that look, I'd acted out here at some point in time. This is and and by me leaving this now, I I took the other approach. It was a dollar bill, and I was feeling like I was giving something back. Uh-huh. I knew because it was a piece of money that people would have an instant entrance, inst, instant draw to it. Right. That they would definitely pick it up. It wouldn't stay for for very long. And all of that meant something to me as well. Right. And so I would type up this little uh, this little piece that says, you know. What I'm really doing here is I'm trying to I'm trying to eliminate this place uh, as being a place in my mind that's that's sort of locked on this idea of acting out and now mm-hmm. trying to change that. And I typed up this little thing that I'd put with that, 
and I had a chance to visit five or six, uh, maybe ten places that I went to and actually and, and actually dropped that. And I'm amazed at the effect that it had on my mind. Um, you and I drove together, so you would, <clears throat> if I recall. I think we did. Yeah, we did. I think you and I did go together, but it was a it was an opportunity for me to just. Um, and it was troubling. I, there were parts to it that were very difficult, and I was thrilled that you were there, partly because some of the hotels that I had gone to mm-hmm. and acted out, it was very evident that those activities were still going on there. Right. And that's... I remember putting a couple two-pence in a few places because they were similar. Ex- exactly, yeah. yeah. So it was, this, it was this drive into these circumstances and know full well that that activity, you know... I mean, if you've been around that kind of activity enough, you know full well what's happening at that yeah, hotel as, you, sure. as you're paying attention to, you know, the lookouts and everything else that's going on. And I thought, oh, this is, I don't want to be here. I don't want to, but, but it was nice to leave something there and then to leave it. And now I've, I have found literally that, uh, I don't know if it's a function of, you know, four and a half, five years working on recovery and not really seeing those things per se anymore. But now there's no question about it. When I drive by them, my mind immediately goes to that experience mm-hmm. rather than one of acting out. Yeah, and that's a that's a remarkable thing. Yeah, uh, for people who are struggling with trying to get some of those memories out of their mind, it really had a significant impact. Give it a try. Find something, find something that is significant and meaningful to you. Yes, you know, yes. and uh, something that it's got to be powerful and meaningful enough that. Um, it's going to draw your mind to that, right? When you know, instead of and replace that memory. Right. I can't tell you how effective this has been for me, and what a good experience it was yeah. discovering this tool. And I, I know that I've referenced it a couple of times. And you know what? That's actually now that I think about it, and I go back, I have a lot of really, really good memories yeah. associated with that now. Yeah. You I know. do too. I remember a couple of times I was heading uh, further south. I had kids that were about an hour south of, of where I work. Uh, and I would oftentimes need just to, to connect with people. And so I'd pile in the car and head that way for an hour, take them to lunch, do a few different things, and then come back. And I remember on my way back having an absolute moment of euphoric recall. Uh, right off of the freeway, there was a place that I had acted out. One of the one of the last acting out episodes. In fact, what, probably one of my last relapses, to be honest with you. And it was it was very very uh, it was very vivid, and it it overcame me in a way that literally caused almost a cold sweat. It, it was so real and so so vivid and so um, uh, so intense, and it really caused me a lot of distress. And so I remember, uh, I remember about that time learning a little bit about your two pence story and what was going on. And I thought, I, I need to do something here right. because this is powerful. And so uh, I made it a point. That was one of the first places I had an opportunity to stop by as well and leave something there. And uh, interestingly enough, as I as I would continue my runs to to you know while they were in school to go down and go to lunch with them, I'd, I'd never had that moment ever again. Yeah. It was, every time I would drive by these places now, it was nothing but good memories of, man, I wonder who found that dollar bill, and mm-hmm. I hope that they're happy with it. I wonder if they're wearing it as a ring, or are they outspending it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is they choose to do with it, it's their dollar bill, and I'm thrilled for that. Um, and so I remember those experiences, and, and uh, uh, they were powerful. I don't know that I kept, I, I kept a detailed log. I still have that, and I've stopped to some extent, and I can think of a couple other places that I'd like to go, because even after, even after some period of time, those memories can come back still pretty strong. Sure. Yeah. So for sure. 
Nice. Good experience. Really yeah. good experience. In fact, mine mine was so powerful that you know the the letter that you're supposed to write yourself. Yeah. Uh-huh. I have a two pence tape to that letter. Oh no kidding. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. That's right. I think you, that's when yeah. you carry in your wallet. That's, that's the one right. I carry in my wallet. Very interesting. Well, it's a it's a good experience. Uh, I would highly recommend it to uh, anybody who's who's got those particular. It's a it's a great great, great tool. tool. It really yeah, is. Tool. Yeah. And you know. It's a really, really good idea to work on replacing and making new memories. Yes. Anyway, I agree so you with that. find a way that's going to work for you to accomplish that. And oh yeah. my gosh, it's so nice. Yeah, I, it's an interesting tool for a couple for for people like you and I who's acting out behaviors to some extent. And we're we're extensive, expansive in different places, a variety of things like that. What kind of suggestion might you have for somebody who might just be struggling with pornography or something like that? Uh, you know, I, I don't know that a two pence necessarily fits that environment per se, uh, or something um, similar to that. But what would you recommend then to change the memory? Yeah, to change the memory of it. I know that in my in my own home, uh, I had to make some physical changes. Okay, you know, so so that there was a mix new, things up, mix things up, so that the so that it wasn't what it was before it was something new and now i could make new memories there okay you know uh and a lot of that was first order change kind of stuff anyway okay um i guess it kind of just depends on on what else might be helpful or you know what exactly what the situation is that they're dealing yeah, with i think I think everybody needs to evaluate that in their own circumstances it may not necessarily be uh, you know a perfect fit for everyone um uh, although there is a component, I, I've often found when for those who talk about pornography, the phone ends up being the place that most people act out, at right. least in today's contemporary addict, right? Right. That uh, that folks typically uh, act out on the phone. And the phone circumstance could be in a variety of different places. Yeah. So that could be in a parking lot over here around the corner, could be up here at a school ground, could be over here at a, you know, and those might be an opportune place to say, no, I'm going to leave something here. Uh, these were these were places that I acted out an awful lot. I think of some of the some of the people that I work with in some of our sage groups that, that acted out using their cell phone in a variety of different places, and that might fit that environment comfortably. Um, if any of you guys have any ideas, I'd love to hear them. Oh, I would too. Yeah, reach I would out. too. That I'd would love be... to hear the tools you guys use to yeah. facilitate your recovery. Yeah, but those uh, those are powerful things. I do know uh, on multiple occasions as I've driven by those places, and I and I. Instantly, my mind starts to head that direction. Then, of course, it just immediately kind of, it's almost as though that thought is intercepted by, guess what? You left a coin there or you left a, uh-huh. you know, you left a, a dollar bill there with a note. And yeah, I wonder if, I wonder who found that. And I wonder what, the, you know, I hope they're wearing that ring because it was a really cool ring. I spent a lot of time folding that. And, and how fun would that be? Or did mm-hmm. they open it up and spend the dollar bill or what happened to it? And suddenly, just like that, my mind is cleared of of all that happened there. All the negativity. Yeah. So, I'm just going to throw this out here because I'm now using this as a platform for my own stuff. Sure. If by chance you happen upon a, a British two-pence coin that is engraved with a number <laughs> and says, good, says luck. good luck, <laughs> let me know. I would love to know where it was found. Yeah, that would be great. That, that would, would be, be a, a lot, lot of fun. fun. Yeah. Have you ever come across any that you placed? Uh, no, not really. Not in a, not in a, uh, not in a, I, there, there was a time, there was a time when 
I like placed one at a resort. We were at a resort. Okay. Uh, my family was taking vacation. We, we were placing it as a good memory, uh-huh. and I saw I saw somebody find it. Oh no, kidding! But, but that's I've never had one found and then make it and then make come back, back into my yeah. into my. What was sphere. it like to to witness somebody else picking it up? It was cool because they re, you know they saw it was a coin. They immediately reached down, picked yeah. it up, and then. They looked at it and looked at it and they flipped it over and, and then they put it in their pocket. And I really? thought, nice. <laughs> Just what I was hoping for. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that kind of a memory then gives you an opportunity to think about uh-huh. that over and over and over again. Yep. So that's great. That's fantastic. All right. Fun story. There's a, there's a, that was my two cents joke somewhere in here, right? Isn't it two pence at two pennies? Two cents? Yeah. No, no, no one? I don't know. It is. I'm, I'm making a pun. It wasn't very good. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we have for tonight. So this is Gary saying, do the next right thing. And this is Mike saying, do the work necessary to find the peace that recovery can bring. And this is Daniel saying, find the humility in your recovery. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, thoughts, or concerns, or have any suggestions for future episodes, please contact us at 12thsteppodcast at gmail.com. That is 1-2-T-H-STEPPODCAST at gmail.com. As a fellowship of recovering addicts, Sex Addicts Anonymous offers a message of hope to anyone who suffers from sex addiction. Check out saa-recovery.org.